0: Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, show up consistently and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at LovelyComs, that's L O V E L L Y, double the L means double the life. Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognises Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome back to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast. I am here doing a solo one today, uh, talking about when you lose connection with yourself. And it can happen to anyone, it can happen at any time, and it might happen at multiple times. And it's that feeling when you really maybe don't even know yourself anymore, don't know who you are, and the question of who are you uh, sends you into a tailspin. So I wanted to share quite a personal one today of my experience with this, why I'm so passionate about helping women, helping female leaders to show up and make an impact with integrity using their brand. But, you know, a big part of that is knowing your story, knowing who you are and acknowledging your journey. And I have gone through this process myself. I revisit it often and I'd love to share with you some exercises on how you can do that as well. So... I guess it all starts when I was 17 and uh, my whole world fell apart. I discovered something that led to my parents' separation and I fell into a deep depression over a series of months. I lost who I was. I wasn't me anymore and it was soul destroying. And not having a connection to who we are can feel isolating, disconnecting and actually concerning. And it can happen in a time of crisis or change and it's when I'm I most often work with my clients when they're going through a change. Um, you know, it could be welcoming a new person into the world of having a baby. It could be changing jobs. It could be a starting a business. It could be ending a marriage. It could be starting a marriage. It could be a global pandemic. But it's when they are in a time of transition and it's, you know, it's something they're going through and it's creating personal changes and it's really that identity check of who am I? What do I want? Where am I going? What am I doing? Who am I? (laughs) It's a time where the things that have generally anchored us are no longer there. So how do we reconnect? It's funny sometimes when I initially start working with my clients, it's been a really long time since they've been asked questions about themselves, their wants, their desires for the future, their goals. We can so easily just get swept up in the day-to-day and outside influences and we don't really get to feel into what we want. I actually love seeing the moment when the spark reignites and my clients remember the women I work with, they remember a part of themselves that had somewhat been lost in the past. It's a beautiful thing to witness and they often say, I haven't thought about that for years and thank you for asking me that question. So this process of reflecting and reconnecting with ourselves, and I mean, this is the perfect time for you to be doing it. We're about to end 2021 and, and go into 2022. This this process is in that, that I'm going to share with you, and it's an exercise, is going to give you a structure and a strategy, which is a great place to start in that reconnection process. So the exercise is writing your story, writing your own story as a letter to your 17-year-old self. Uh, I'm not sure if you have seen this before, um, but uh, when I was used to fly with Virgin, they did this. But <laughs> it can be hard to know where to begin when we're telling our story. And when I ask my clients to share their, you know, to to know their entire story, like you know, it could be years and years of worth. But we we don't have to start with, I was born on a sunny morning on Thursday, 20th of August, 1987. Yes, I was. Um, Maybe not because that could take a while, but we do need to start somewhere. And the formative years from the end of high school on can be a great place, especially as we revisit our career and major life choices from adulthood. So for me... And what made me think of this exercise is that in year 11 at age 17, uh, my society and culture teacher, um, this is Julianne Johnston, who I am now still in contact with and saw the other week and she held my baby and <laughs> it's a really beautiful connection to still have. Um, well, She asked us to write a letter to our future selves and I've managed to actually keep that letter safe and found it a few years ago. And it was incredible to see what Emma, 17-year-old Emma thought future Emma's life might be like. So I decided to do it in reverse. And an interesting exercise is to write the letter back to that Emma, letting her know what life had been like since that time. It was extremely powerful to acknowledge the highs and lows, the twists and turns and the rises and falls of my life. <laughs> and to stand in that place and know that all of those experiences have got me to where I am today. All of them. Good, bad. I put those in inverted commas, you know, lessons. Lessons mistakes, uh, opportunities, challenges, they all bring us to who we are today. So look, there's no word limit here. I've seen this done um, on Virgin uh, Airlines magazine in a single page letter. It was a feature I always thoroughly enjoyed reading um, or it could be a chapter of someone's book, which it will be in future in mine, but that's entirely up to you. So what I can tell you is that there is an enormous power in knowing your story inside and out. This is not a story that you need to share, and it may never come up. But in order to share the whole person that you are today with all of your many life experiences, the understanding your whole story is important. So I hope you find this exercise enjoyable. And by all means, if you ever wanted to share these stories with someone or with me, I would love to see it. And you can reach me, emma at lovelycommunications.com. I'm always up for a read and to getting to know more people. So to hear your story would be an absolute honor. But for now, as an inspiration, I'm going to share my own letter to 17-year-old Emma and my what an adventure she has had. <laughs> I'm sure she would be pretty surprised and delighted to see where this journey called life has taken her. So my letter to my 17-year-old self. Dear Emma, strap yourself in. A lot has happened since you wrote the last letter to yourself in Year year 11 Society and Culture class. It's been an incredible ride and you'll be pleased to know that many of your goals have been achieved. But note, they take a lot longer than you, Miss High Achiever, would ever plan for. It's not going to be an easy ride. You live a beautiful life, a very blessed life, but that doesn't mean things always come easily. Unfortunately, you will spend time explaining this to others as well who only see the silver lining in outcomes of all your efforts, but stay strong and know that the path that you've chosen for yourself, which is unconventional, is right for you. So let's start with one of the biggest questions weighing on your mind. Will you get through the HSC and into the university that you want? Well, yes, you will. But as is consistent with this letter, and I'm going to try and stop writing this, but... It doesn't go quite the way you planned. Remember, you are in a school filled with bright minds. You managed to get into a selective school, which already puts you at a high level. Competing and comparing yourself with your peers is not good for your self-confidence. Be kind to yourself and understand that you are in the right place for you. Imposter syndrome and comparing can start from this young age, and it's not good for your mind. You are unique. You do things your own way, and that's okay. Try not to peg yourself against others you'll end up getting 86 of the UAI in the HSC. You will be devastated and cry your eyes out, as this does not meet the high standards that you have set for yourself, nor does it hold up against some of your classmates. But as your mother, rightly so, tells you to get over yourself, you realise in time, and as I do now, that that's insanely good. It's a high distinction at a university and a mark that so many other students could only dream of. Although this wasn't enough to get you into the uni at first, with some kind support at the University of Technology, Sydney, you will get into the course you desire, Bachelor of Business and International Studies. Why did you get the extra support? Because Year 12 turned out to be the hardest year of your life. Not because of the study and assignments, it ended up being the year your world would fall apart when your parents separated and you fell into this deep depression. Don't worry, you are okay now. You are more than okay. You are in fact grateful for having had depression and even became a mental health advocate and volunteer speaker for the Black Dog Institute, sharing your experience with the world. It's again, not easy, but you will get through. So in year 12, you were not all on a level playing field. You were facing the challenge of your life. Getting through each day became a struggle with depression and you really lost a sense of yourself. However, with wonderful support from doctors, psychologists, the school and your loved ones, you got through. You finished high school, got into university, and the best is yet to come. You achieved your absolutely ma- mammoth goal of going on a year of travel around the world. That's right. Remember that goal you set for yourself when you were nine years old, sitting over an atlas with your childhood friend, Lauren? Although the dream the dream did fade for her, you go on to do it. 13 months living in England and traveling through Europe and Asia. Some people didn't believe you would do it though you spoke of it often and with increasing passion as you approached the age of 18. But you did it. And on top of that, you did it after one of the toughest years of your life. It was a young life at that time, but even now at age 32, you still look back on that time as one of the most formative of all of your life. Okay, let's not get stuck in the high school years because a lot has happened since then. After 13 months of travel, you went on to university and you decided that five years of study was too much when you really wanted to get into your career sooner. The double degree meant a year of exchange in another country with four years of learning a language, but instead you opted for a six-month exchange, a three-year degree, and my goodness, little lady, you will pack a whole lot into that time. Here's just a few of the things you managed to squeeze in during your university experience. You founded a club for women as a chapter of the 85 broads movement in the US. You were the president for two years before passing the torch. You were the manager of the UTS Water Polo Club in your first year at uni and helped the team get to uni games on the Gold Coast where the girls team won silver. You were the manager of the Water Polo team for two years and you ended up competing at two university games and two Eastern University Games. You were a member of the UTS Ski Club. You went on to compete at three Winter University Games, and here comes the next big hurdle. You broke your back, two vertebrae, at the 2009 Uni Games. We'll get back to that later. You were named Joint Club of the Year in 2008, along with the Engineering Club, which also had a female president. That same year, you won Volunteer of the Year from the UTS Union and won a cash prize of $1,000 something you had written on a a wish list and a to-do list uh, a few years earlier. You went on a six-month exchange to Mexico and studied at El Tec de Monterrey and left early due to swine flu, <laughs> a pandemic, funnily enough, but still had one of the most formative experiences of your life and that's why you now speak Spanish. Hablo un poquito Español. Muy bien. You ended up graduating six months later than planned due to the uh, aforementioned broken back and finished with a Bachelor of Business with Distinction. Yes, this was all in three, three and a half years, including travel. This is turning into a long letter, Emma, but you know why that is? Because you are a writer. And guess what? This letter is going into your first ever book. Another goal you set for yourself at a young age. So well done, you. I digress. So you're probably wondering about that broken thing, broken back thing, eh? Yeah, it kind of sucked, but it also taught you lots of lessons. And here's the thing, you learn that broken bones are much easier to manage than a broken mind. Give me a back brace over a trauma of the mind any day. Good news, again, you're totally okay now. You're probably fitter than you've ever been and you've gone on to do a lot of things, including more snowboarding. So let's jump into that story. You've only had one taste of the snow so far at the tender age of 17, but you loved it, so you went back for lots more. In 2009, you will compete at university games for snowboarding. It's a pretty awesome event and you have a wonderful week with friends that you'll still have until today. However, you sometimes go a bit hard with the partying and it takes its toll, reminiscent of many of your activities in your life, trying to cram too much into too much of a short time frame. Although you weren't at your brightest and best, and even though about, uh, after pulling out of an event the day before, you forced yourself to go to the jumps in the freestyle competition. You hadn't been practicing, generally because you were too hungover. You hadn't trained, and it didn't feel good about, you didn't feel good about the day. But you ignored all of that, and you did it anyway, because you said you would. With the famous last words of, to yourself, literally, this is what you said, man up. You hit the jump, got in the air and went, oh no, landing, sitting up on the knuckle of the jump, the hardest part of an, the entire jump built out of snow. You knew instantly that the time, this time actually listening to your intuition, intuition that you had broken your spine, the loudest scream of your life and then a world of pain. But as mentioned above, this would have nothing nothing on the pain that you had experienced with depression or the pain a year later of a near nervous breakdown. See, you were going way over the top with tasks. You had uni, water polo, ski club, president of a club, work, social life, and more. Now, looking back, the broken back was actually the universe telling you to slow down. And for the first time in many, many years, you were forced to. It's funny because now looking back on that time, you almost miss it. The excuse to not have to go out, the excuse to not have to be anywhere, the excuse to rest. Why did it take breaking your back for that to happen? And I'll let you in on a little secret. The next time you get this lesson, it'll take a global pandemic. Maybe, that, maybe we'll save that for the next letter. So at the end of 2010, even after the wonderful gift of time when you rested and recovered from a broken back, it took you another year to forget it. At the end of 2010, you had a panic attack. It all got too much because you'd again taken on way too much, overcommitted, and you were beyond exhausted. You crashed. Metaphorically, because you were actually in a car at the time and could have crashed physically, but thankfully you stopped the car and you didn't drive on. And so then begins the long and seeming never and seemingly never ending battle with boundaries, overcommitting and overestimating your energy. The lesson to be kind to yourself will be long and hard, but it's important to learn. Fast forward ten years and you've come a long way. You are now married to a lovely man named Matthew. You live on the Gold Coast and you've got a fur baby, your very own kitty cat, T'Challa. Your husband Matthew works at SeaWorld Australia, and for both of you that's a dream come true. Can you believe it? Your husband works at a theme park with animals. It's amazing. You went on a holiday age six to the Gold Coast. And can you imagine us going and telling little Emma that you now live here? It's every kid's fantasy. Life is good here. You've bought an investment property in Queensland. You actually did that on your own in 2016. You saved the deposit. You did the research. And through the help of a wonderful friend you met on a cycling adventure in Cambodia, random, I know, You brought a house. Now, together, you and Matthew live in a lovely apartment in Labrador, which he bought, and you now have two properties between you, and the lifestyle is great. You're building towards a great future. Property moguls, as Matthew says. Why not? You're still traveling a lot, bar the pandemic. That's been a constant. Exploring new places and taking on adventures is something you always loved. Remember that goal to live abroad for a year when you turned 18? You did it. And it was the first of many, as at 2020, you have visited 600, uh, 600, (laughs) you have visited 64 countries, 57 of them are UN recognised. And in 2019, actually, you set the goal of visiting all 195 UN recognised countries around the world. You're excited to have a mission for your travel now, and it's all going to be while raising awareness for mental health. You actually even started a podcast about it. It's called Lovely Travels (laughs) and you go on to start another podcast. Here we are recording it. Anyway, we've really gotten into the thick of it, but the lesson that you've been shown time and time again that just keeps coming back is be true to you. The more connected you are to who you are and what you're doing in life, the better things have worked out. There's not been many times where you've pretended to be someone else, but whenever you tried to live by someone else's expectations or rules or guidelines, it really hasn't worked for you. You're doing great, Emma. Remember, you've got this. No matter what happens, come back to that. You can do it. See you in another 17 years. Emma Lovell of 2020, aged 32. So it's now December 2021. 20, I am now aged Thirty-four, and I now have a beautiful son named Finn. I um, still live on the Gold Coast, and you know, I really didn't put as much in here about it. But you know, I am running a business that I'm proud of that I've had for twelve years, and I am changing and growing and evolving, and that's what happens in life. And I can't wait to write this next letter. So obviously, I love to write, so my letter is quite long. But this exercise is fun and once you start writing about what you've done and achieved and you write it in this really loving and compassionate way to yourself to a younger self to so imagine giving this advice as a wiser woman older woman <laughs> to your younger self you know writing about what you've achieved and done or where your journey has taken you it, it's hard to stop and it, it's a really just beautiful experience Another wonderful way that you could do this is to write about just the past year and write the letter as if you were six months in the future. So the reflection and the aspiration in the one letter is so inspiring. And again, it's a truly wonderful experience. And that's something that I did um, through the Business Chicks Business Club with the fabulous Nick McClanahan. So you just write um, you know, to your f- you know, wow, look at what I've done this year. And so you would write the letter as if you were writing it in December 2022, but you're writing it now. So it's like a visioning, projecting future type exercise, and it's really fabulous. So I really recommend that. As I said, I would love to hear your letter. I would love to hear how you go with this experience. And if you are having trouble, you know, feeling disconnected, then this this can be such a wonderful, joyful, kind and compassionate experience to find, help you feel reconnected to yourself because when you feel alignment with who you are, you can stand confidently, you can share your message and you can make an impact on the lives of the others, which is why you are here. I know that's why you want to build your brand. I know that's what you want to do and that's why you're listening. So to show up and make an impact, we have to feel good in ourselves and know our story so that we can show up fully. So uh, look, you can look to the past, you can look to those experiences and you can remember that you've had a journey. And that all of it contributes to who you are today. So please, as always, reach out and connect to me. I'm so grateful that you've listened. I'm going to have a few more uh, reflection exercises and ways to really, really connect with who you are and, and tips over the next coming weeks um, in this time, you know, January, December, January. It is a good time to reflect and to really start our, our new year um, on the best foot and and go in. you know, I've literally just got, I've got an app called I Am, and it literally has just come up saying, I will only compare myself to myself. Wow. That's exactly what we've done today. So looking forward to sharing more of this. Please share your reflections with me, reach out. And if you do write the letter, email it to me at emma at lovelycommunications.com. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Live and Love Your Brand. I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you leave a review, rate this podcast, and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at lovely comms, Facebook, lovely communications, and please do join the gorgeous community, live and love your brand, our Facebook group. Or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand, then head on over to lovelycommunications.com. Again, lovely is L-O-V-E double L-Y communications.com to learn how you can work with me my clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of. From starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life, they have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.